0: And I became He-Man. Star Joe's Podcast, Episode 151, Previews in a Half Shell. I'm your host, Ryan, and welcome back, everyone. Yes, I know it's been a little bit of time since we've had an episode out, but with as big as Episode 150 was, I wanted to give you guys plenty of time to listen to it, download it, and have fun listening, re-listening, whatever you wanted to do. We are planning on coming out with an animated episode very shortly. Uh, Robert and myself and John have been talking And uh, I assume Shannon might join us as well uh, for another animated episode. So I know you guys have been asking for that and wanted to make sure that we provided that for you guys. I know I mentioned earlier uh, in an earlier episode that we wanted to do a a Herb Trimpe uh, tribute episode and probably wrap up Earl Norum in that as well, who is a Masters of the Universe artist. Uh, That is still in in the works are uh, still being planned to do. Uh, it'll probably be in the next few episodes that we'll do that. Uh, but definitely wanted to respond to some listener requests and give you what you're looking for. So one of the things that you guys asked for was to get more animated episodes out. So we know that that's a fan favorite. We know you guys enjoy it. We enjoy doing it. Uh, it does take a little bit of time because obviously we have to rewatch the episodes and kind of take some notes and everything else as far as what happens in the episode and things we want to comment on everything else. And then we obviously like to try to have a big group of us together to talk about it. So it gives you a nice big full episode, uh, to cover those cartoons, but that will probably be the, the, there will be an animated episode coming up next. And then after that, you know, we'll do some, some other stuff. Like I said, we might do the, the tribute episode after that. Uh, I'll probably have some comic reviews for you guys. And, uh, you know, Just like I said, following your guys' requests, one of the things that some people asked about was if we were going to include more of the previews uh, in some of our episodes or actually doing the preview episodes like we were doing before. We kind of fell off doing that for a while, and it's totally our bad, but I know that there's a lot of listeners out there that don't get previews or don't know what's going to be coming to their comic shop and would like to know what's coming out. In the near future, and there's sometimes things that I notice just because I have an eye for the '80s properties and everything else, and I'm, I always try to stay on top of that information as much as possible. That when I go through the previews catalog, I'm always looking for that type of stuff. I'm either looking at, I either notice covers of certain comics that have an '80s feel to it, or just '80s comics or books or something like that that are coming out that I think is good for you guys to know. So. I figured, well, what I could do is I could actually record episodes just on my own when I have the time to do it for issues that are coming out in the future. I get the previous catalog every month. I'm looking through it anyways. I can mark some stuff down and relate it strictly to the Star Joe stuff. There might be times in the future where I mention other things that I'm reading or other things that I could recommend for you guys, but... Essentially, these episodes will focus on just Star Joe's uh, comics that are coming out or books or or anything else that might be of interest uh, to you guys. There might be episodes of this that I do with other listeners. There might be episodes of this that I do with Robert or with Chuck or with John or or Shannon or somebody. But uh, most of the time, these episodes will probably just be me because I can just record these when I have the time to do them. Uh, I just pull the previews catalog out. And start going through it. So that's what this episode is. I was outside doing some yard work. It's a really hot day here in Cleveland. And I was like, you know, I need a break. How about if I go inside, turn the fan on, and just go through the previous catalog with you guys. So that's what I'm here to do. couple, just a couple updates. One is I went to uh, Neocon, uh, Neocomic Con. It was here in Strongsville, which is my hometown. Uh, it's a suburb of Cleveland. It was literally five minutes from where I lived. I found out it was a packed place. It was at the, a Holiday Inn, so it was like a hotel convention. But it was a lot bigger than a typical hotel convention. Uh, there was a lot of creators there. Um, got to talk with a few artists that were out there. Um, got to uh, meet uh, Don, Donald Simpson, who does Megaton, Megaton Man. And the whole reason I even knew about this convention coming out and knew about Megaton Man was because our buddy Travis, who's been on the show before, is a big fan of Megaton Man and has a collected, binded edition of every appearance of Megaton Man. And he sent it to me to see if Donald Simpson would do a sketch in it for him. So uh, Donald Simpson was absolutely floored and flattered by the collection. He absolutely did uh, was more than happy to draw a sketch in there uh, the con was amazing for being a hotel convention. There was a lot of retailers and there was a lot of artists, a lot of local artists, but I have a feeling they're going to need to go to a bigger venue next year. This was their first year doing it. And I believe they had somewhere between like 1600 and 1800 people show up, which is a lot for a hotel convention. Um, it was pretty jam packed. So, uh, it can only probably get bigger, uh, as they advertise it. So, uh, it was a lot of fun. It, I was there for only for a few hours. Like I said, it was five minutes from my house, so went up there, you know, looked around and everything else. It was just a little too congested to really do any real browsing or shopping. Hopefully, like I said, it'll be a little bit bigger venue next year and it'll be a little bit more space to, to kind of breathe and do some bin diving and everything. But the other update I wanted to mention is kind of some things I'm doing, and some of you may have noticed when it comes to the Facebook pages. Uh, I have so we have the the new forum feature of uh, on Facebook, where it's a group, and people have been awesome posting stuff and commenting on stuff and everything else has been absolutely fantastic to see you guys. And please keep doing that. I've been when I post stuff there, it's usually you know those those pictures or the top fives and things that I want to see people's comments about. And that's what other people are posting. And most of the time, I don't even have to post stuff in there because you guys are doing such an awesome job of posting stuff. We still have the fan page going. And the fan page uh, not only provides information for people on Facebook, but it also provides information for people on Twitter. Since it does that, what I'm doing is I'm really just using that page for information. So if we have a new episode out, I post it on the fan page. If there's news about... The new Star Wars movie I posted on there. If there's news about the new GI Joe movie or the Master Universe movie or something like that, or a new toy that's coming out, anything news related, I'm posting it on the fan page. So it is good that if you're on Facebook, that you're both part of the group page and part of the fan page because you'll get all your news on the fan page and you'll get a bunch of community interaction plus news posted by our uh, listeners out there and fans that are out there that are posting news that they see as it comes out. So uh, just to let you guys know too, if you happen to, if you're one of our you know people on our group page and you post something newsworthy, I might take it just to post it on the fan page, but I'll always give you credit uh, saying who made me aware of it. So like I said, it's just an awesome community. If you want to be part of the group page, some, I've received a few requests recently. So, you know, if you can just, Participate, you can participate, but I know some people, actually, it's making them actually request to join. When I see those requests, I approve them right away. So there's no filtering of people or anything like that. You want to be part of the group, you're part of the group. So uh, I did get contacted by Brian from Pop Culture Leftovers about a forum uh, link that of uh, something that he knows about and recommends. So I'm actually going to look into that to see if we can still create some type of forum. Uh, for the listeners that aren't on Facebook, so this way you still have a way of interacting with us. And if I do that, I might reach out to people out there to see if someone can run it, because it's a lot for me to run everything. So uh, I'll keep you guys posted as that goes along, and if I decide to go ahead and create that form for you guys, then, I, like I said, I might reach out to someone to say, hey, can you just run this? I'll make you the administrator, and you can run it. Not saying I won't appear in there and, and make comments and interact with you guys, it's just, like I said, it's a lot to run at one time. So uh, so that's all the news. So let's just go ahead and jump into some previews here. Uh, we're just going to dive right in. So we've got uh, nothing from Dark Horse uh, for the month of November. And that just lets you know for previews, this is comic. Th- these are comics that are coming out in the month of November or later. So I know sometimes there's trades that are solicited, but they don't actually come out in November. They come out a little bit later. And sometimes there's delays with comics. So... Um, nothing from Dark Horse, so I didn't see any Aliens stuff, I didn't see any Predator stuff, uh, they obviously don't have Star Wars anymore, but I didn't really see anything 80s related in Dark Horse, so hopefully we'll see some of that stuff in the future, because I really did enjoy the recent uh, Aliens and Predator, and um, let's see, it was Aliens, Predator, and Prometheus, they, uh, there was a crossover miniseries that they did that was really cool, so um, I didn't even see anything like Robocop related or Terminator. I think they had Terminator at, at one time, so not sure if they still have that property or not. But like I said, I didn't really see anything from Dark Horse. But in DC, uh, we do have He-Man the Eternity War number 11 coming out. And I have to admit, with a lot of these comics that are out there, a lot of the Star Trek related comics, I have actually fallen behind on a lot of my issues not because I'm not enjoying them. I think they're absolutely fantastic. And when I do sit down, I usually do a binge reading where I'm reading like two, three, four or five issues at one time. He-Man Eternity War, I've read up to, I think, issue five or six. So I'm about four or five, you know, maybe four or five issues behind based on what's being solicited. Um, I'm really enjoying it. The art is absolutely fantastic. Pop Mon is doing an amazing job. Um, So like I said, don't Take any of the ones that I say that I'm behind on, because I'm behind on almost everything right now, um, as a sign that I'm not enjoying them or that you shouldn't be putting your money towards these things, because that's just not true. They're absolutely fantastic issues, uh, especially if you're a fan of He-Man at all and have liked some of the uh, comics in the past. You should definitely be picking up He-Man Eternity War. Uh, With this one, we have a pretty cool matchup, so I might actually want to get caught up so I can read this matchup when it comes out. We have Man-at-Arms is going to be going up against Triclops. So you have two, like, inventor-type guys going up against each other. I just think that's really cool, and the cover looks awesome. I got Triclops standing there holding a blaster and a sword. Uh, It's just really, really sweet. So uh, highly recommend it. Um, That's all from DC for this month when it comes to 80s stuff. Uh, There was no, like, trades or anything like that coming out related to He-Man that I could see. So... Going into IDW, which is kind of the bread and butter of the show, this seems to be the company that gets all those 80s properties that we really love. Huge, huge comic coming out. Back to the Future. So it's going to be a miniseries. It's going to be, uh, so number one of four is coming out. Uh, it's going to be written by Bob Gale, uh, John Barber, and Eric Burnham, and uh Bob Gale was one of the creators. He was actually a screenwriter of the Back to the Future movie. So that's really cool to have one of the creators actually writing this story. Uh, we have artists as Brent uh, Schoonover and Dan sherning And Dan Schurning is the uh, guy that did a lot of the art for the Ghostbusters uh, series that was done by IDW. And I really love that art. Brent Schoonover, absolutely fantastic artist. So I think you'll really like the work that they're doing on this. The other thing that they're doing, since it's a four-issue miniseries, and I really like this because this is usually done for variant covers, is all four issues are going to be connecting covers, and that's going to be the regular cover. So, like I said, usually they do that with variant covers, or variant editions, where they're connecting covers. This is the regular standard cover. If you get all four issues, they all connect to each other, and you can see different time periods from Back to the Future. So you see the future, you see the Old West, you know, all that fun stuff that you remember from the movies is on these covers, um, there's also, IVW this month is doing artist edition covers, and these are variant covers, um, and with this one, it's got, you know, Marty McFly in the, in the hazmat type suit holding up the, you know, Star Trek peace sign or hello sign, I don't know what the hell it is, um, Star Trek's just not my thing. Uh, but <laughs> it is a really cool artist edition, uh, and you'll probably re- recognize, uh, how, he looks from the movie when he was wearing the hazmat suit and like showing that he comes in peace and everything. So I am really excited about this. I will definitely be picking it up and I will try to, like I said, I'm getting caught up on some of the comic uh, reviews with you guys as far as, you know, jumping on points or num- new number ones and stuff like this. I'm hoping by the time November comes, I'll be completely caught up with that type of stuff. And then when this issue comes out, I can do a comic review episode with, uh, on just Back to the Future or maybe Back to the Future and something else that comes out uh, around the same time. So, very excited about this. I would highly recommend picking it up. Then we got a whole bunch of Turtles action going on on page 158 and 159 of previews. So, we have Volume 12, Vengeance Part 1, and this collects the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ongoing IDW series, issues 45 through 47, and the 2015 Free Comic Book Day issue. So, if you picked up the free comic book day issue, you know that actually was a brand new story that is part of the main ongoing story. So this fits it nicely in the middle of where, where it belongs with those issues. So if you're someone that waits for the trades and you're getting the Turtles trades, uh, then you definitely want to make sure you're ordering volume 12. Uh, we also have another collection, which is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the box set volume one and this collects all five volumes that have been out uh the first five volumes that have been out so far as far as the trades go so you get and it's for ninety dollars which sounds like a lot but when you realize that you're getting the all five trade volumes and usually a trade is somewhere around nineteen dollars or so so if you're getting five of them then that's usually a hundred bucks and uh so this is a little bit cheaper than that but it's a nice box set for those that like to have those type of collections sitting up on, on their shelf. Uh, we also have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Color Classics, Volume 3, Number 10. And this is the City at War, Part 8. I did collect the, the first volume that came out, which was, I believe, like you know, 10 issues or so that they did. And it's really cool artwork. Um, I'm actually wanting to get the, the trade volumes of these that they're, that they've come out with recently. Um, because I like having them, I just didn't feel like I needed to collect the issues, because I had the, the Eastman uh, IDW hardcover collections, so I had them in black and white already. I didn't feel like I needed to get the single issues in color, but I definitely would like to get the colored uh, collected editions. But if you're someone that likes the single, edi- uh, single issues, then this is definitely an issue you'll want to pick up. Um, then we also have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Amazing Adventures number three. So this is a new start to the animated show that's on Nickelodeon. They did they did just come out with a number one, which I actually just recently picked up, and that will be in the future comic review uh, episode. Uh, haven't really touched on the turtles in recent times, so I wanted to make sure that we covered something uh, when it came to the turtles, because I am really enjoying what IDW is doing. So I did pick up at my comic shop just this past Wednesday the uh, Amazing Adventures number one. So I'll read that and have a review for you guys. Um, then we also have the regular ongoing, which is Teenage Mutant Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, number 51. This is by Tom Waltz and Kevin Eastman. And there is another artist edition variant, which is done by Kevin Eastman. So, And it's really cool. If you like Eastman's art on the turtles, you probably want to get this artist edition version of it. There was issue 50 that was just solicited last last month. Um, it's a big build-up story. So this looks like this is, uh, it says the new age begins for the uh, turtle, So it might be a good jumping-on point, and we'll see. Uh, maybe I'll cover issue number uh, 51, maybe issue 50 and 51, or something like that in a future comic review. And this way we can see, is it a good jumping-on point, or did you really need to re- know what was going on beforehand? So stay tuned for that. Then when we get to page 162 and 163, we have G.I. Joe. We have G.I. Joe, real American hero, which if you listen to episode 150 and got all the way to the end, you heard Shannon talk about how, uh, well, you heard Shannon do a lot of things. Shannon got a little loopy by the end and was just cracking me up. But <laughs> you heard Shannon mention also that G.I. Joe, real American hero, was going to twice a month, which is really cool. We have here the start of... Cobra World Order. It this is the prelude issue. So we have Larry Hama writing and Shannon is drawing it. Uh, we have a bunch of different covers coming out, and including, of course, an artist edition cover, which is by Stephen Mooney. Uh, it's got the Baroness and Destro standing there with a bunch of troopers behind them and rattlers and ravens flying behind them. Looks really cool. Um, see some of the interior art, which you know Shannon's work is just always awesome. Looks really great. Uh, there is a variant cover uh, by Frances- Francesco Francavia. And that is Cobra Commander's mask, uh, chrome mask, with a reflection of Destro and the Baroness in it. And then the cover I really like that I saw was uh, cover B. It's this uh, subscription cover B, which is by Phil Jimenez. And this has got uh, Serpentor. He's uh, diving and attacking uh, Scarlet. And it looks like he's got spirit, the you know the eagle flying behind him, grasping down at him. We got Lady J uh, commanding out orders, and then we have a bunch of Crimson Guards at the bottom. It's just it's a really cool multiple action cover. So if you have your selection of covers, that's the one I would probably recommend getting. It's it's my personal favorite at least, and I hope, hopefully you guys like it as well. It looks like it's going to be a connecting cover as well. Uh, because you do see a hand outstretch, somebody's right hand outstretching, and it seems kind of silly to have a right hand outstretching if you're not going to connect it to somebody, maybe in a future cover. So just keep that in mind as well, is that if you do go for this cover and make an effort to find this cover, you're probably going to need to get future covers to get the whole connecting cover. Going back to house, a lot of times variant covers are connecting covers and you need to get more than just one, so... Um, then we tra- uh, turn the page to so page 164 and 165, and we got a whole bunch of Transformers goodness going on here. Uh, we have Transformers number 46. So this used to be Transformers Robots in Disguise, and now it's just called Transformers. So it's still written by John Barber. Uh, we have artist uh, Sarah Petrie DeRoker, uh, who I'm not familiar with. Uh Transformers is the title that I'm probably the farthest behind on and again it's not because I'm not enjoying it. I'm actually I actually have really enjoyed what the IDW has done with Transformers. I just started letting issues fall behind. I was trying to get caught up and keep up with Secret Wars. I was trying to uh read con- DC's Convergence. Uh there was just a lot of things I was trying to do and Transformers, unfortunately, fell behind. I am right now starting to get caught up on it because, like I said, I really enjoy what they're doing. I wanted to read Combiner Wars, uh, which I haven't had a chance to do yet. Uh, but I've been getting the toys for Combiner Wars, which have just been awesome. So uh, so I'm really eager to get caught up. Uh, there's also Transformers More Than Meets the Eye number 46. Both Transformers 46 and More Than Meets the Eye number 46 have uh, the Artist Edition covers. Uh, So, and they look really cool. There's one with Optimus Prime on it. Um, And then the other one, I can't really tell because the picture is really small. Uh, Looks like it could be Fortress Maximus or somebody. I do see Maximum Justice on the cover, so that could be Fortress Maximus. The artist on number uh, 46 is Alex Milne. So, very good artist. Then we have Transformers Redemption, and this is written by John Barber, And artist is Livio Romandelli, uh, who has done a lot of Transformers stuff. He's done a lot of the uh, direct-to-digital that eventually comes out as issues. Uh, So I have really enjoyed those stories. You know, you have primacy and monstrosity and all that. This looks like it's a continuation of those stories. Uh, And this one focuses on the Dinobots. So Transformers Redemption, if you're a Dinobots fan, you should definitely be picking this, this issue up. Um, it looks like it's a one-shot. It's 48 pages for regular price of $7.99. So it's from the creative team that brought you Transformers Punishment. And I really enjoyed Transformers Punishment. That did have a lot of the Dinobots in it as well. So if you like that, pick this up, uh, issue up as well. Then we have Transformers Robots in Disguise Animated, number four. Again, I did pick up issue number one, and I'm actually getting all of these issues. But I'm hoping to do in the near future, uh, episode where I cover issue number one, uh, as far as a comic review for you guys. So I have watched some episodes of the cartoon. I like it. I'm not, I don't love it. I liked Transformers Prime a bit better, but I don't hate it. It's not like, um, God, I'm trying to remember what some of the bad Transformers cartoons have been in the past. There has been some, I believe with the old robots in disguise was one of them that was just not very good. So this is a new robots in disguise. Like I said, I do like the cartoon, I want to see it build a little bit more, and they always start Transformers cartoons nowadays, it seems like, with like a core group of characters and a core group of villains, and then the, after the first season is when they finally start to branch out, where, you know, when with G1, it was you got a ton of Transformers all at one time, and that was a lot of fun to kind of get to know all those characters, so... Hopefully they are expanding out. Like I said, I've only seen a handful of episodes, so hopefully I'll, I'll see a lot more in the near future. But very anxious to read the actual comic that, that's based on that cartoon. So then we have Transformers More Than Meets the Eye, Volume 8. So this is a collected edition. It collects issues 39 through 44. And uh, it's the Decepticon Justice Division discovers that Megatron has joined the Autobots as the crew of the Lost Light. So right in these issues is where I am right now in my reading. So like I said, I am a bit behind, but I'm right in the thick of it, right uh, right in these issues. So um, so the trade's coming out in November. Uh, I should be well past those issues by the time November comes. So uh, looking forward to that. But if, again, if you're someone that likes to wait for the trades, then yeah, new trade that's coming out for you. So, uh, Gem, yes, I'm, I'm not going to skip over any of the female 80s properties. We'll at least touch on them. So we have uh, Gem and the Holograms, Volume 1, Showtime. So this collects uh, the first few issues. It doesn't actually say which issues are in this collection, uh, but it does collect the first several issues of the series. It says it's 152 pages, so I'm thinking that's the first six issues probably. Um, I have read issues 1, 2, and 3. I really enjoy them. It is a fun comic to read. Uh I would say it's good for anyone. It's not just good for girls and it's not just good for kids. It's really good for anyone to read it It's really enjoyable. They unlike the movie, have not forgotten the sci fi element and they also have not forgotten the misfits so uh definitely check that that out if you ever had any interest in gem at all um Then there's Gem and the Holograms number eight, which does have an artist edition cover uh that'll be out as well and it looks like it's uh the artist edition cover is Jem and the holograms facing off against the Misfits. So uh, it looks really cool. We see that the Misfits in this issue are under the new management of Eric Raymond. So unlike the movie, they didn't change the gender of the evil corporation guy. They kept it Eric Raymond. So I really appreciate that because it just makes sense. Why, Why do you have to change everything? Just, you know, they've changed enough in this comic to make it modern, but they didn't change it so much that you don't recognize it as Gem gem anymore, which is unfortunately what the movie seems to be doing. The regular cover has synergy, like wrapping itself around Jerrica, so that's pretty cool as well. Pretty cool cover. Um, Then we have, going into page 173, My Little Pony. Uh, Again, not going to dismiss any of the quote-unquote stereotypical female Comics are out there that are related to 80s properties. I am not reading any of the My Little Pony comics. I have heard that they're really good. I know Adam Murdo with Comic Geek Speak, he was collecting them and reading at least the main series there for a while. I don't know if he still is, but he said that on many occasions that he was really enjoying it. Um, But there's the Friendship is Magic, number 35 which there for a while was written by Katie Cook, and I don't see her name on any of these issues that are out here right now. So I don't know if she's still attached to the property, but I've always enjoyed her writing and her art. Uh, she's done Star Wars stuff in the past. She's done Fraggle Rock stuff in the past, some Muppets things. Um, so definitely a, a creator that I really enjoy. We also have My Little Pony art gallery, number two. This is uh, it's an art gallery of your favorite pony artists. <laughs> Rare and never be, uh, foreseen art fills uh, fills the book. So if you're a pony fan and you're an artist fan, it might be right up your alley. There's also My Little Pony Friends Forever number 21. And from my understanding from what Adam on Comic Geek Speak was saying, I think the Friends Forever focuses on one particular character in those issues. So if you're someone that likes single character stories, then that would be the type of issue for you. Uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic Volume 8. This collects issues 29 through 33. So it brings you almost all the way up to the issue that is actually solicited for this month. On page 186 of previews, we actually have uh, IDW Limited editions that are being resolicited. So uh, you can get G.I. Joe, Complete Collection, IDW Limited Hardcover, Uh And then there's also Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultimate Collection, Volume 2. Uh, And then there's My Little Pony, Volume 1. There's Transformers IDW Collection, Volume 2. And then Transformers Last Stand of the Records Limited Edition. These are really cool. I don't own any of them, but I have seen them. Uh, If money was no object for me, I certainly would be owning them. But money is an object, so (laughs) therefore I cannot. But uh, if you're someone that likes getting those limited editions with, you know, the different prints and everything else that come with it, um, then definitely don't pass up on this one. So uh, then when we go to page 258, we're in the back area of the book. And from Action Lab, uh, the danger zone area of Action Lab, which means it's a little bit more adult stuff. It's not stuff made for the kitties. We have Trancers number one. Uh, transfers was in 80 80s property. It was a movie that came out. I've never seen the movie. It's one of those little cult-type movies where it's got like its own little cult following of people that have seen it and enjoy it. Um, it's not that I'm against that. I just have never had an opportunity to see it. So, with this comic coming out, I'm actually interested in checking out the movie um, because I don't really didn't really know anything about it. And luckily, with the description here, um, I didn't need to know anything about it other than what I read here made me interested in possibly seeing the movie. So, Uh, It's Transfers number one. It's based on the cult film. Transfers is the story of decorated police trooper Jack Death, who has traveled from the year 2247 to 1985 Los Angeles on a one-way mission to capture a fugitive with the power to transform ordinary people into psychotic killing machines. Sounds really interesting to me. I'm going to pick up this issue. Again, it might be something that I throw in for a comic review episode, Um, but... I'm willing to check it out, and the reason I'm willing to check it out especially is two reasons. One, the writers are Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiotti, who I trust. I have read stuff by them many, many times, and I've really enjoyed their work. And number two, the reason why I want to check it out is because the last Action Lab project that came out, I really enjoyed, and that's Puppet Master, which is also an 80s uh, horror property thing out there. Um, Puppet Master number eight is coming, is solicited this month, and I really enjoyed it. I've only read the first three issues of Puppet Master, but it was a complete story arc, and I really enjoyed it. So uh, it has a lot of the cliched horror movie things that happen in it, but you can tell it's done intentionally, like they separate from each other when they shouldn't separate from each other. They, you know, The couple that has sex ends up getting killed right away. Um, the person leaves a, a little uh, tribute to the the. Bad character, so they spare that person's life. Like, like things like that that happen in the issue where you're like, I've seen that in a lot of horror movies, but you're doing it because I've seen it in a lot of horror movies. It's not being done for a bad r- reason. It's not being done because they didn't know that, that that's a cliche. They know it's a cliche. That's why they put it in there. So it, if you like kitschy, classic horror type tropes and, and just good slasher type stuff and you enjoyed Puppet Master, then definitely check. Check this out. Um, so then we have uh, going ahead to page 271. We have Steam Wars: First Empire. So this was the parody spoof. Not, I mean, it's not a comedy, but it's it's just a play off of Star Wars. It's Steam Wars, and this is First Empire. I read the first miniseries that they came out with this. I didn't really care for it all that much, but evidently there's a lot of people that are that really enjoyed it because. They came out with a second miniseries and now they have this issue coming out, uh, which is Steam Wars First Empire number two. Um, so it's another mini-series. They've done a third mini series, so evidently people are really enjoying it. They like said it just wasn't my cup of tea, but it might be something that you really enjoy if you want to check it out. It does have the thing that attracted me to it is it has like some cool images and some cool things that I thought I would really enjoy. So in this case there's like a big beast that looks like an adat walker, but it's like a it also looks like a locomotive. So it's like imagine a, a locomotive train with two smokestacks coming out the top of it, but then it has adat legs underneath it. So that's kind of what it looks like. So I really like the look and the idea. I just wasn't didn't get into that first mini series, so I kind of jumped ship on any future ones as well, unfortunately. Um, then on page two seventy seven and two seventy eight we have a whole bunch of video game goodness. We have Mega Man uh, and Sonic. So we have Mega Man number 54. I did stop collecting Mega Man uh, overall as far as getting as ongoing, but I did pick up the Worlds Unite storyline, and they actually have the first trade of that called Deadly Fusion uh, solicited this month, which is Sonic, the Hedgehog, and Mega Man crossing over to battle some of their enemies. They cross each, over each other's worlds, and their worlds come together, hence Worlds Unite. But I have um, I've collected all 12 issues of it. I haven't read it yet, but I did collect it because I was like, well, I really like the idea of these characters crossing over, so I'll read this particular story. It looks like Mega Man number 54 might be something of interest to people. Uh, it is focused on Proto Man, which is Mega Man's uh, long-lost brother, and it looks like it could be some type of backstory with him. So that might be interesting to me because I really enjoyed the Proto Man character. Uh, I really liked him in the video games, and I really liked how they've done him in like past cartoons and in the in this comic series as well. Um, we also have uh, Sonic Boom Volume Two, Two called Boom Shakalaka. It's a trade collecting the uh, Sonic, uh, see the Sonic Boom issues number five through seven. Um, that's another thing with the trades when it comes to even the Turtles trades and the Mega Man trades and the Sonic trades. You get like four issues, and I would loved it. If it had like five or six issues in them, but they only have four issues in them. Um, The Turtles trades I know are a little bit pricier uh, than the Sonic ones, but I think the Sonic ones are also like Digest size. So I'm not a big fan of the Digest size ones either. So that's why a lot of times if I'm going to get Sonic or I'm going to get Mega Man, I do get the single issues. But we do have uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, Volume 9, the Eggman Wars trade coming out. Sonic Super Digest number 14 is coming out. Uh, Sonic Universe, number 81. So if you thought that like some of the Sonic comics have been relatively new, that's certainly not the case. Because we also have Sonic the Hedgehog, number 278. So Sonic the Hedgehog, the comic, has been around for a very long time. We also have, from Boom Studios, on page 306, uh, Escape from New York, number 11, and Big Trouble in Little China, number 17. Again, these are two comics that I'm about three or four issues behind on right now. I have really been enjoying Big Trouble in Little China a whole lot. Uh, Escape from New York, I would say, is great for someone that likes the Punisher-type characters, um, which I do. So I'm really enjoying it. Um, but I would say Escape from New York is probably not for everybody. It's, it's a little edgier. It's, like I said, it's a little bit more of that um, punch-in-the-face-rather-than-talk-to-you type of character. Big Trouble in Little China, I could pretty much recommend anyone if you like you know, light humor and maybe some dark humor and everything else. I'm really enjoying what they're doing. Like I said, I'm a few issues behind, and I did hear in some of the more recent issues, they go a little weird in it. So I heard that from a buddy of ours, Sam, uh, who who has been on the show before. And so I'm kind of eager to see what happens, uh, what he means by that. So um, then jumping ahead to page 333, we have from Dynamite Entertainment, we have Aliens Vampirella, and uh, this was a combination of dynamite and dark horse so i guess i kind of lied earlier and said that there was nothing from dark horse uh this appears under the dynamite banner though so um but it's aliens and vampirella number two of six so it's a mini series where vampirella and the aliens are facing off against each other i'm not picking this one up but i want to wait to kind of hear how it is Dynamite's very hit or miss for me. There's some things I really love that Dynamite has done, like the Shaft mini series that they did, which I thought was fantastic. I really like what they've done with some of the Gold Key characters, like Flash Gordon and the Phantom and things like that. I, thought, I think those have been fantastic. But then there were things like the Voltron series that they did before. Uh, that I thought the story started off strong and got really weak and the art was weak all the way through. But that brings us to the, the next point, which is Voltron. Uh, Dynamite's doing another Voltron miniseries, I think, to kind of see how people will react to it. Because uh, I think they would like to have that property going strong, but it just wasn't the last time. And again, I think it's because it wasn't done very well. Um, this one, however, I am eager to as always, to see Voltron do well, so I am trying this new mini miniseries, uh, partly because it's written by Col- uh, Cullen Bunn, who I have read stuff by him before and really liked, so they've got a well-known writer on it. Um, and then artist is Blackie Shepard, who I am not familiar with at all, but the last previews for issue number one, uh, they showed some preview pages, and I really liked the art I saw in there. It reminded me of the old cartoon. And that's what I was hoping for all along. So I'm really hoping that this one will be a good story with some good art. Looking forward to it. They do have Alex uh, Milne doing the cover of this issue, so that's always a good thing. Um, But like I said, I did see some of the interior art, and it looks good. So I'm looking forward to giving that a try. Uh, Jumping ahead to Star Wars Insider Magazine, uh, number 161. Uh, This is focused on Battlefront and on the all-new Star Wars uh, play sets for Disney Infinity. So that is uh, Disney Infinity is going to have, uh, I think it's like Volume 3 or Package 3 or something like that, Version 3, but they, uh, it is going to have the Star Wars characters in it, so I'm very excited about that. And not that I play Disney Infinity, um, I have the game, I just have never played it, but I really like the figures. I like the little stand-up figures that I can put on my shelf, and they just look cool. I like that type of uh, cartoony art-type stuff so um, in a three-dimensional form. So I'm really looking forward to that coming out this fall. Then we have, uh, in the book section, we have, again, My Little Pony, The Art of Equestria, hardcover, and it's for $30. And if you're a My Little Pony fan of the cartoon that's out there or has been out there, I don't even know if it. Still ongoing. I know it was out there for a while. Um, I think this t- book takes you up from like a C- or it takes you up to season, f- the fifth season of the cartoon. So if you like that animated art, then that would be the book for you. Uh, going back to Back to the Future, <laughs> back, Back to the Future uh, books uh, in the book section. We have Back to the Future: the Ultimate Visual History hardcover, and this is for fifty dollars. It is so much information about all three movies. If you're a Back to the Future fan, this is a must-have. I'm not getting it as far as this order goes, um, as far as this in previews, but it's definitely a book I have marked down to ask for, like, Christmas or a birthday gift or something like that because it's a book I would love to have in my collection and be able to read through. So, Jumping ahead to page 471, uh, we have Star Wars uh, books. There's ones How Star Wars Conquered the Universe by Chris Taylor. It's 17 bucks. I think this book has been out already. Uh, I think it's just being reprinted or re-released uh, with the movie coming up. Uh, but it is a good, uh, if it's the book I'm thinking of, it is a good book. It talks about uh, how Star Wars basically overtook everything and no one really saw that coming. So, other than maybe Lucas, because he asked for the merchandising rights. Um, then we have Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company hardcover. And this is $28. They don't show a cover yet, but this is basically like, They've done Star Wars books in the past where there's stories based on video games. So they did Republic Commandos. If you remember the Republic Commando books, they did those. Those were done really well. They did the Dark Forces books, which I really enjoyed those. So I'm looking forward to this one as well. Um, So I would recommend checking that out. We also have um, Star Wars Rise of the Empire softcover. And what this is, uh, it's $15, and it's two of the previous hardcovers that came out in one book so you have a new dawn uh, which came out last year by john jackson miller and then you have tarkin grand Moff tarkin uh, that book uh, is also included in here so i like the fact that they put two books together for those that you know didn't get the books originally the thing i don't like that they did and it's just because i'm such a completist is they put an all-new short story into this collection so of course i want to have this in my collection because i want to read that short story I already have the hardcover editions of the two stories in here, so I guess you know, and, and I am getting it at a discount. So I guess I think I pay like ten bucks or something. I guess paying ten bucks for a short story isn't too bad, but it's still pretty bad. So um, drives me crazy when they do that, but that's what they did. So then we have Star Wars Droid Factory hardcover, definitely for the kids, and Star Wars Rebels: The Epic Battle. So also uh, in we here we have Brick Journal number thirty-seven. It's a Lego book. But this one focuses just on the Star Wars Lego sets. Uh, so that edition is just on the Star Wars stuff. Jumping over to Marvel, you can imagine what I'm going to be talking about here, which is Star Wars has a whole bunch of stuff coming out. We have Chewbacca number one and two, uh, which is, you know, it's a mini series for Chewbacca. It's going to uh, be five issues long. I'm looking forward to it for all uses. Chewbacca's a, a sidekick and stuff like that. Well, he's getting a featured comic, so... Shut it. Uh, he has. We have a bunch of different variants for the, the first issue, including Alex Ross ones. Uh, really looking forward to checking that out. Darth Vader, number 10 and 11. So it's Darth Vader's double shipping this month. Um, really enjoying what they're doing with Darth Vader. If you're getting the main Star Wars book and you're not getting Darth Vader, I would highly recommend getting Darth Vader to go along with the main Star Wars book. You don't need to, but they are such good companion pieces. If you're reading Darth Vader by itself, you totally get what's going on. You can totally enjoy it. If you're reading Star Wars, you can totally read it, know what's going on, and enjoy it. But if you're reading them together, they tie into each other so much and so well. Um, I cannot recommend that highly enough. Um, Then we have Journey to the Stars, The Force Awakens, Shattered Empire, number 3 and 4. Just the covers on these look so awesome. Greg Rucka is writing Star Wars, and that makes me very excited because I've always loved uh, Greg Rucka's work. Um, So I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing these are stories that are kind of leading up to that or they're that time. They take place at least in that time between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Then we have uh, Kanan number seven. They've changed it from Kanan, the uh, last Padawan, to just Kanan. So Kanan number seven. Really enjoying this series, enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. So if you're kind of on the fence or if you're not watching the Rebels cartoon, you don't need to be watching Rebels in order to enjoy Kanan. You can enjoy it just by itself. But if you're someone that used to like the old Dark Horse stuff that didn't focus on the main character, so if you liked Tales of the Jedi and all that type of stuff, I recommend checking out Kanan because it's along that type of uh, vein where you're seeing not really seeing a whole lot of main characters from the main Star Wars movies. You're just seeing some cool Jedi stories and uh, Jedis on the run and things like that. Star Wars number 11, looks like we have Chewbacca's going to be thrown down with Dengar, so that's pretty cool. Really enjoying that series. I am up to date on that. Um, Then, jumping ahead for the trade section, we have Star Wars The Empire Legends number 2, volume 2 of The Empire. Uh, This collects Dark Times number 6 through 17, Dark Times Blue Harvest, number 0, and Star Wars Dark Times Out of the Wilderness, numbers 1 through 5. I highly recommend this collection. These are stories out of the old Dark Horse stuff that I really enjoyed. Definitely pick this up. Um, I think you will not regret it in the slightest. They also have Shattered Empire, uh, the trade paperback of The Force Awakens. So we just saw issues 3 and 4 are being solicited for this month, and the trade's going to come out the same month. Uh, we have Star Wars Kanan Volume 1, so if you haven't been picking up the issues and you'd like to take my recommendation and check it out, you can order the trade. And then last but not least, we have Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi hardcover. And this is just like they did with Star Wars A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, where they, re- they take the original Marvel comic that was based on the movie, and then they recolor it using modern-day coloring techniques. It, I've seen. I have the New Hope one. It is absolutely breathtaking. It looks awesome. Uh, it just works so well. And the cover, the new covers they create for these are just amazing looking as well. And it's just a nice hardcover to have and read through. And it looks like classic stories, but it looks like modern day stories at the same time. It's really cool. They also make you aware that the A New Hope one is on sale now and that the Empire Strikes Back one is on sale this August. So in this month, the Empire Strikes Back one is coming out. I'm really looking forward to that. So that is everything in previews this month. I hope you enjoyed this episode. i got to get back to doing some more yard work, uh, but I'm glad to have taken this break to kind of go through previews with you guys. Uh, let me give you our information. You can find us at StarJoes.com. You can find us at the uh, on Facebook. You look up StarJoes, and again, there's a group page. And there is a fan page. I recommend signing up for both of those. Uh, you can just like the fan page and request to join the group page, and you will be added. I guarantee it. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. It's at Star Joe's Podcast. You can send us an email at StarJoesPodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, leave us a voicemail. It's 440-941-JOES, 440-941-JOES. And uh, that is about everything. Uh, with that, we'll go ahead and close by saying the Force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Clover's stolen our plans! He's escaping in the Viper Glider! It's the G.I. Joe Falcon Glider, flying high in the sky. Sailing through the air, he's America's fighter. G.I. Joe can fly. G. He's I. a Joe, real American hero, flying high in the sky. He's chasing Cobra in a desperate race. Soaring and diving in a great sky chase. Yeah, G.I. Joe Falcon Glider and Cobra Viper Glider sold separately. Yeah. Figures included from <clears> Hasbro. <throat>